When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother. Testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year on the Play Like a Jet Network. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, whether the team is across the pond or on this side of the pond, you have in the pond or in the pond or, yeah, they drove into the ponds because the GPS system told them to do it. Uh, We Uh have we have Travis and Josh. You can find Travis Milton on Twitter at dash 37 board 27 and Josh Conrad uh, at Josh underscore Conrad. Uh, gentlemen, the Falcons went all the way to England to play as home and away game as one will get. And they they didn't show up to the stadium. The fans uh, showed up to the stadium at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, just lost to the Falcons 27 to, uh, to zero. I was going to say zero. Uh, 27 to 20. Um, it was not as close as it seemed. Travis, you watched the game. What were your thoughts in terms of how this game played out? And it seemed like a one of those opportunities that they let get away. What did you think when you watched the game? Um, I mean, I, I think partially, yeah, it, it definitely seems like an opportunity they let it get away, you know, with Calvin Ridley out and so many of their defense out on the uh, on the Falcons. You know, it seemed like a, a good – Good opportunity for the Jets to kind of, you know, build a little bit of confidence and 
come out of a come out of a game with a with a win that you know similar to the Titans game, a lot of injuries that you know the Falcons aren't great, but uh, still don't know that you know at full strength, in, you still have to play. Be. Yeah, you still have to play the team yeah. across from you, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, I felt like it was it, it was an opportunity missed in that uh, in that aspect, but you know, I they just you know the Falcons just out coached the heck out of us um you know they exploited a lot of the weaknesses that no one has really bizarrely not you know uh kind of shied away from exploiting like the safety position you know they were just destroying us over the middle um kyle pitts is an amazing athlete um you know there was there was a lot of like good uh good coverage on him at points but i mean he's just really freaking good um i, I that's one thing that really stood out to me but uh you know, it, it was it was just exploiting a lot of the weaknesses, and you know, I talked about it last week about how the the cornerbacks I think were were helping the the defensive line and vice versa on getting pressures. And you could see that you know because you know the corners were getting exposed because of the 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 midfield coverage that was just non-existent. The defensive line wasn't getting any kind of push. Um, you know, it wasn't 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 great. The offensive line actually played a, a decent game for you know the first time. I could I feel like I could walk away and go like, wow, you guys, you guys played solid. You know, run blocking wasn't great, but pass blocking was was really really good. Um, but you know, I so think you're saying was, Travis, would you be saying that they didn't they they might have been wearing pull ups because they didn't because they did the not bed. shit the bed. They did yeah, not okay. shit the bed first week. Okay. Like I, I really want to make a little little trophy that says "Didn't shit the bed" award, and uh, they, <laughs> they get that for the first week ever. Uh, yeah. You know, the biggest thing was Zach Wilson. Just, just he looked like dog shit. I mean, he he was he was screwing up on simple throws, and and I think that was the most worrisome thing about the game was he was he was missing open reads and trying too hard to to, to stretch the field. Um, I think his confidence swung a little too hard on the other end, and you know, he's trying trying these out routes when he's got stuff open in the middle. He's got check downs open. It was and and he's missing missing the throws on the check downs. Mm. It was it was that was the worst thing for me about the game. Yeah. Josh, yeah. what was your summation or kind of key themes you saw from this game? Yep. Yep. A lot of what Travis just said. I did not foresee the, the Jets secondary, um, mainly the safeties like Trav just said. Um really letting Matt Ryan look like the Matt Ryan of 10 years ago. Um, that was super frustrating for me. Um, and, and I also thought even specifically about Zach Wilson is uh, I, I was trying to put into words like, man, what, what, like everything felt just off, like just a half a beat off. He'd miss a read. Um, he'd get zeroed in on a target and, you know, a linebacker is reading his eyes or whatever. Um, and it just felt like that rookie thing that you do where you're like, okay, let me mentally think about every step of this process and then execute it perfectly that, you know, a pro or someone that, you know, like the game is coming more naturally to just doesn't have to spend the mental energy. And so in every way, he just looked like a rookie quarterback, like he really did. And I think there is probably a part that, listen, they, they <clears throat> win a dramatic game last week. Um, go on the road. Um, Cal Ridley's not going to be playing. Russell Gage isn't playing. And so suddenly this game looks very winnable. Um, and he just he just didn't have the sharp maybe preparation or just enough of the reps um, in the plays that they were calling um, to just do it without thinking about it. Felt like he was overthinking. Felt like he was actually spending the mental energy to get his feet right, to get his shoulders 
squared up to get his head downfield to read um, all of his progressions. Like everything just felt like it was taking a quarter second at a time. And so everything just looked super slow motion. So um, yeah, I think frustrating in a lot of ways. I was really thankful um, to see some really good grades out of the offensive line. I thought ABT played really well. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot of good things that are happening. And at the same time, we have a rookie quarterback, guys, and rookie quarterbacks are rookie quarterbacks for a reason. Um, I think recent years, when you have a mobile quarterback, um, it's easy to disguise some of the shortcomings as a thrower or a passer um, because if a play breaks down, you know, a Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, those guys can just take off and run. And that's just not Zach Wilson's game. So, you know, it, it is it is certainly um, frustrating to have a pocket passer that has to develop, but a pocket passer in the NFL has to develop. So a frustrating loss felt like it was winnable the first half. If it went even okay, um, maybe they win that game, sneak out a win on the road, but not a lot to come home feeling great about. Yeah. Rookies are going to rookie. That's going to happen at the same time. Like I have to ask you, Josh, I think Travis and I both want to know, like this game happened morning, Sunday morning, East coast time. Josh, we all know you're a man of the cloth. I am. A Sunday morning game. So <clears throat> we need a straight answer. Were you in your newly designated position this week, a.k.a. mowing the lawn, or were you doing something else at the time of this game? I, I was at our New Haven location running around like a madman, having church. Um, we, we set up in a mobile a mobile setup, and so we have, we have a big theater downtown that we rent from. So all the setup and getting all of our volunteer teams and greeting people and, and leading service, all those pieces were certainly in place. And I will tell you at every moment I could look down to my phone and get a sense of where the game was at. Um, I was doing so. But you, I was, but you were I, not holding did a not, lawnmower with the kill switch I, engaged. Is that what you're telling I, me? Mowing piece was, of grass? Is that what you're trying to tell me, Josh? I, I should have been more Carl Spackler than, uh, than fatherly priest <laughs> this week. So I was not groundskeeping, boys. If Listen, we're now two right. weeks in. When I mow the lawn, the Jets win. When I do not mow the lawn, the Jets lose. So one in four. There's, yeah. There's this clear is, this is the new the new analytics of the NFL is did Josh mow a lawn? Yes, the Jets are going to win. No, they are not going to win the game. All right. I mean, I just – this is it. Every Jets fan wants to know what's going on with this team. There's nothing to do with Zach Wilson. Is nothing to do with an offense coordinator trying to figure it out. This is nothing to do with the defense staying on the field too long and lining up, you know, JFM against Kyle Pitts. Like, that's not what this is about. This, everyone can blame Josh Conrad, and you can find him and tweet him <laughs> at Josh underscore Conrad and tell him your displeasure with the fact that he is not taking care of his business. All right. We so, should, anyway. you know, whatever, whatever hashtag the team uses for this year, it should just be hashtag mow the lawn. Um, and if we get that trending, then, then we know we're, we know that we're affecting the team in a positive way. So hashtag mow the lawn at Josh Conrad. And I will, right. I will do what I need to do. All I'll get gas, my lawnmower no out. All gas, all gas, all gas, no mulch. No mulch. All gas, no mulch. All right. So anyway, so now, now we know, now we know we, we will be checking in fans. We will be, we will be keeping up with this story on a weekly basis <laughs> to make sure that we're getting the kind of uh, outcomes that we need from this team uh, directly from Josh. All right. I dropped right. the ball. My bad. <laughs> it's fine. All right. I'm going to posit, I'm going to posit something to you, to you all. I'm curious what you think about this. 
we have seen the Jets be outscored in the first half of football 75 to 13 over their first five games. The last team that basically has scored seven or a few points in each uh, of the first halves of the first five games were the San Francisco 49ers of 2015. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that was, a, was that a bad team? I feel like that was a, one of those, like, like the Falcons. Alex uh, the, Smithy the, games. Yeah. Games. Yeah. It was yeah. like, the, they go through that. It might've been, I don't know if it was close. I'm going to have to look it up now, but the, the Niners were going through this weird, like up and down. Like, I can't remember if that was the Singletary days or like the Harbaugh days, but anyway, like that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad that the, they're the first team to do that. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, this is this scoring issue is certainly uh, the first and the first half problems are their symptom of larger things. And I think there's things that we can talk about. Right. So like overly jumpy quarterback, like you, you guys have talked a lot about it, you know, questionable line play, you know, self-inflicted. They're getting in their head. Uh, I guess one of the things that always happens to, I shouldn't say always happens, but regularly happens to the NFL is that the offensive coordinator scripts the, you know, the first 30, whatever, 20, 30, 40 plays of the game um, on offense. And they, they run that through just depends on the team, depends on the situation. Um, And so I'm curious, do you think that this is kind of a, a, a situation where we have an offensive coordinator who's poorly scripting plays with a quarterback and, and that is, you know, not meshing and it's not really until the second half where they're kind of off the script and they're just kind of, you know, playing, you know, playing based on what's available, what personnel are out there or whatever. Do you think that has a factor in it? Because like one of my big beefs with Zach Wilson coming into the draft and the jets was he's a guy and we've talked about this in previous weeks. He's a guy who works well when he's off script. I'm not saying he can't throw a timing route. I'm just saying like he seems to be more of an impro- improviser than anything else. And, you know, in, in that way, like, I guess, would it make more sense if the Jets just came out and ran like a two minute offense kind of situation? Just do that from the start of the game mm. and see what happens, because then you're going to be looking at, you know, what's the other team doing? You're calling, you know, two plays in the huddle or like whatever. And then you're just using the play based on what you're seeing. You know, you run an RPO or like whatever it is. Like, could they do different things where they are getting out of their own head and they're getting the offensive coordinator off the script? Am I crazy? Josh, what do you think about this? I don't think it's crazy. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think you're crazy. I think, <laughs> okay. I think, I think there's part of, there's part of every quarterback's um, uh, progression as a professional that requires coaching. Um, you know, as often as he gets compared to Aaron Rodgers, the the main difference I am seeing so far, even from a young Aaron Rodgers, like I'm not trying to compare them now at the maybe the tail end of Rodgers's Hall of Fame career, but you know, even going back to some of those early days in Green Bay, is that there was still a plan. There was still seemingly um, there 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 was a game flow. There was there was personnel around him. There seemed like there was a competent um, game plan put together. Um, that I, I still I'm seeing so much disjointed play calling and so much um, I think not, not a universal plan put together, which again, maybe some of the improvisation that they're letting Zach do um, is a result of that, but waiting till the play breaks down before you let your quarterback do what he's good at is probably not wise. And at the same time, 
just given him the keys to the Ferrari without him knowing how to drive a stick shift, probably also not wise. So <laughs> I, there has to be some combo, right? There's got to be some grid or canvas that he's told he can play in. Um, but I don't know that he's getting that. And I don't know that the personnel, I still think Becton being out is hurting them more than maybe we realize. And there's just not a lot mm-hmm. of continuity on the line still. Um, and so some of the things I think he wants to do, he's not been able to do yet. And so, you know, we can't, we can't go four years though, guys, we can't go four years of Sam Darnolding this and going, man, do we have a guy? Do we not have a guy? Like, I think they're going to have to figure some stuff out pretty soon to let him do what he's good at um, sooner rather than later so that they can decide how much they're going to start building around him and how soon. Yeah. Travis, what do you think? Uh, do you agree with Josh that it, while, you know, a noble idea, not something that's ever going to happen or what are your thoughts? I mean, it's, it's, it's the blind leading the blind. I mean, it's, it's the same instance for Matt LaFleur as it is for Kyle Wilson. I mean, he's never called plays before, you know, he's, you know, it's, he's learning at the same time as, as uh, Zach is, um, which, you know, compounds the errors and compounds, you know, it's, it's, you know, if, if he doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, and I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing, what, but although sometimes it seems that way, um, you know, how is he going to, to script these plays for, for Wilson if he doesn't really know what he or how he needs to be scripting or, you know, this is his first time around calling plays and, you know, he's got a rookie quarterback. It's his first time dealing with this kind of stuff. I, I really think it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, and, and I think that does kind of lean into, uh, you know, I kind of, not to not to echo last week's theme, but it's it's almost Ted Lasso of you know mm. get out there and and call a mm. false nine or you know Lasso special do something that you know if if you're if the 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 standard way of doing things isn't working like start start looking outside of the box and that applies to to everything on the offense whether it be you know we we and every other Jet fan in the world is have have, have hearts about you know where's Denzel Mims and you know you see what he does you know, in, in the Falcons game. And, you know, every time he's touched the ball, it's been a, you know, 40, 50 yard gain. Um, you know, it's, it's, if, if what's there isn't working, you've got to start looking at other ways to make it work. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, so, you know, I don't, he does seem to operate really well out of like a no huddle kind of a two minute kind of thing. Um, you know, I don't think it's, it's a, it's a bad, bad option. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You mentioned uh, Sam Darnold. I have to say, I saw a funny tweet. I wish I could reference it who who said it but it was great it was basically like you know poor sam darnold like he's in this situation and all these turnovers and like if only we he, we can get him to a good offense like the buccaneers or someone mm. and i was just like oh my god <laughs> it's so funny so like this is a problem that will continue unless you kind of address it from a root root point of view and i think this uh, you know, Sam Darnold as the, you know, exiled savior. I think we're hopefully past that point. Um, and, you know, right. We have to burn the ships in terms of, uh, you know, Sam Darnold or, you know, who the jets could have chosen. Um, it doesn't mean that this is going to be a successful campaign because we've done that. It just means that, um, you know, we have what we have, right. We have to move forward as you're saying, and so I hope that the Jets can do that. I hope that they can figure this sort of situation out, right? And it it moves away from a blind leaving blind situation. One of the things Robert Sala said is that, you know, he is going to take a hard look at, uh, he and the coaches, you know, need to take a, a hard look at, you know, what they're doing in practice versus what they're doing uh, on the, uh, on the field on Sunday. And he, you know, had a quote, he kind of used an analogy of playing, playing golf. He says, it's easy to stand at the driving range and hit 300 yard drives. Um, uh, it's, can you do it when you're in the tee box and you have water on your left and sand on your right? That's something, you know, um, he had, he's talking about, he's talking about, um, uh, Zach, but then he's also talking about the coaches. That's something he has to work on. Uh, he and the coaches have to work on. So, so the point being that, right. Like, you know, and I don't know how many coaches, how many Jets coaches have talked about how great they are in practice. Mm. Like, I mean, that is like a time honored tradition for Jets coaches to talk about and, and teammates like to talk about um, how great, how great their practices were this week. And then, right, just fall flat on Sunday. And so like yeah. nobody wants to hear. No, we're, we're not. We're not talking about practice. Right. Like nobody wants to hear. Not about talking that. about practice. That's right. John. Not so again. See if- I, I, I don't. D- I mean, do coaches know that? Do coaches know that we as fans do not want to hear how great practice was after we lose to the Falcons in London? Like, we do not. <laughs> I don't. I don't care how good practice was. Like, go back and watch every every single um, Adam Gase press conference. You know, over the last three years, and he led with it every single week. Yeah, you know, what a really great week in practice. Uh, didn't come together today. We're gonna we're gonna try harder. Like we we just don't care. Like we don't care how good practice was. We don't. Yeah. Stop saying. Yeah. That. We it, don't care. Yeah. It's got to show up. The results have to show up on Sunday. And so yeah, I I think they'll have a break here, which is good, right? They get the early buy. Um, that'll afford them some time to think and figure things out. Get some things ready for for their post buy game. Um, 
you know, while the while the team's away, uh, the the coaches will obviously still be at work. Uh, you know, unlike the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer, of course, uh, who you know he he's looking any any chance Zing. he can to cut cut out on a weekend early. Clearly, um, but but you know, I mean, so that that's let's just say that like we could have Urban Meyer as our head coach, right? Like that could be a situation. Uh, that eventuated, and thank God it didn't. But um, but you know, at, at least we have, I think, a coach who is dedicated and will work to get things right. Um, and and right, he's kind of on record as saying like that's what I'm going to be working on over the next two weeks. Um, all right, so there's no game coming up, uh, but I do want to hit a couple bit, bits of news, and then we'll go through our grades from from the last week. Um, these things have happened for a while now. So listeners, this is very stale, but I thought it would be interesting to just talk quickly about them. Um, the first is the, is the Marcus May situation. So obviously Marcus May is injured. Uh, last week it comes out that he had a couple of, um, you know, situations with police where he was arrested for a DWI. And then while that charge is pending, he got picked up on a lesser charge, which was, uh, which was knocked down for, I think, driving with a suspended license or something like that. Um, there was talk from his agent about how, um, uh, from his agent about how, you know, he'll be healthy for, for the trade deadline, obviously, you know, implying that he's someone the Jets might move. So, Josh, what what do you think about the Marcus May situation, and how do you feel like the Jets should play this over the next couple of yeah. months? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think they're not going to get in on the trade market what they're going to want for him, unless the Vikings call and want to offer us a second round pick and then not play Marcus Marcus May at all. Uh, Chris Herndon, by the way, on the year still zero targets, zero mm. catches, and that's a fourth round pick. So maybe there's value. Maybe there's value for a guy like Marcus May. Here's what concerns me most about the Marcus May situation. Um, when, 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 the, when the officers had pulled him over, he said he hadn't been drinking. The smell in the car was from two days before. Um, and then he didn't take a sobriety test. It's those things that I go, man, like you're, uh, you're an NFL athlete. There's not puke in your car for two days. There just isn't um, like y- you've been drinking. It's those comments that I think for a guy like Robert Sala, um, or for the Jets organization, it's things like that, that like, I don't actually think it's the offense. I think it's the potential cover up or the lying or just whatever makes you a little bit untrustworthy that concerns an NFL franchise, probably more than the actual event itself. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're going to get more than, yeah, a late pick for a guy like Marcus May. It's not like he's proven, you, you know, he's not at a level, um, of all pro selections, like, like Jamal Adams was before the Seahawks trade. Like he's, he's still kind of a guy that you're like, is he's pretty good. Um, but he's also, I think 27, 28 years old. So it's not like he's also super young. Um, so I think in a situation like this, you hold on to what you got. Um, obviously they're going to be continuing to draft, um, for every position. I'm sure if they find a safety that they really like in the draft. They're going to, they're going to go snag him, but, um, super concerning, frustrating for sure. Um, I'd be shocked if they're not shopping him, and I would still be shocked though if they moved on from him. Um, and again, like if you puke in your car for two days, my, my, I've got toddler boys. <laughs> if they throw a chicken nugget on the floor, like bro, I'm getting it out of there because it's going <laughs> to smell in like an hour. Two days of puke in my car, like burn the car down yeah. and get a new one. So right, um, yeah, not not very flattered by how he handled it. Not sure they're going to get much value for him. Hope he gets well, and I hope he can continue to be a uh, productive player on this team. Yeah, um, currently, you know, he is. The Jets have him on the the franchise tag. He's making ten million 
Um, you know, his over the cap, which is a great site. If you don't, uh, yeah. you know, read that site, if you're interested in the cap at all and, you know, just the Jets fan to boot. So he, uh, he always loves to write articles when it, when a Jets contract is signed, um, uh, you know, that his OTC valuation is 2.5 million for, for this season. Mm-hmm. So like to go out and sign a 28 year old safety, you know, one of the, let's say lesser valued or lesser, least valuable positions in the sport um, is, is foolish, especially when the Jets have shown, you know, their ability to hit on defensive backs, you know, late in the draft and kind of, you know, turn them, turn, you know, uh, you know, safeties and linebackers, uh, you know, get, get a lot out of, you know, let's say lesser rated guys. It seems like that would be a waste of, uh, you know, going out and using a first round pick on that kind of player or a lot of, you know, cap room on that sort of player, if they can find the kind of players that they need to fill out their back end. Um, and right. So, you know, to your point, if you let him walk, the Jets would get some sort of compensatory pick. It's going to be weird because of his, you know, potential looming suspension for however many games based on disciplinary stuff. But you figure that he would get, he would be worth something that the Jets would get a compensatory draft pick in 2023. So, you know, he might not net a third, but a, a, a fourth or a fifth. So then, you know, you play the game of, okay, so, you know, the, the way it works in the NFL is if you want to trade somebody for, their second round pick in the upcoming draft, then you pay whatever the the prior round would be for the next year. So if I want right. if I want Josh's second round pick, I would give him my first round for the following year. So so then if you just walk through, let's say a fourth or fifth round pick, um, you know, forward into the 2022 uh, draft class, you know, that means like basically a third or fourth. So, right. So if you want to realize that value more quickly, then, you know, the Jets should be okay with taking a third, probably a fourth for someone like May. Um, and then if they don't want that to happen, then they just let May walk and then they get whatever they get in 2023 based on the compensatory calculations. And so, right, I I would be very happy for them to get a compensatory pick. Uh, the Jets have not been good in that regard, but that's something that Joe Douglas, you know, he's he's a guy who came out of systems where they understand that compensatory model well. And so my hope is that he would use this as an opportunity to gain some compensatory picks um, and start building that kind of, you know, a spinning wheel of, of value over time. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I like May, I think he's great, but right. Is he worth bringing back? I think you're exactly right, Josh. Um, I think the biggest thing about that, that's just screwy is, uh, you know, how do you not get out in front of that? Apparently he tried to like not report it to anybody. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, you mentioned that, but like, that's the most fucked up no, part about it for me. It's like, do you really think, the NFL and the New York Jets are not going to find out about this. Right. I mean, they have a pretty extensive, they have a pretty extensive security team. And like, you know, one of the things that, you know, I don't think enough people talk about this, but, you know, I mean, I've been able to be around the draft and different events and, you know, talk to security teams and like most teams have contracts with security staff where they basically just say, listen, I mean, now you've got Uber, like there's so many ways, in which you can, you know, avoid this stuff. Um, but effectively, like the, the team's policies are effectively, if you're ever in a situation where you don't think you should be driving, like we don't care, we'd rather you just call us and we'll 
get get it taken care of, get you a you know a town car or whatever, um, and get that situation like taken care of, rather than have to deal with the repercussions of this. Right? It's worth more to us. It's annoying, and it's but it's worth more to us in the long run to get you what you need. And I understand these are young people and they're having fun and uh, you know all that sort of thing. But but at the same time, there is this this sense of like it's not like they didn't have. They, these players don't have options. And so it's just, it's sad when they don't take advantage of them. And like the team is very earnest in trying to put these things in, in place for them. So, right. So, so yeah, <laughs> there's going to be blowback eventually. And you're right. It's not something you can hide. So just get out ahead of it, as you say. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Hey, Travis, we need to talk something that you literally low key predicted like a week or two ago, which is sure the Myers got a new contract from the New York Jets. So the Boom. terms of the deal were that I think it was about, it was $55 million deal over four years. Um, uh, the, the terms of the deal are such that basically he will, you know, if, if he stays with the team, he'll be with the, the team through 2025. Um, when you look at the, uh, you know, the, the really the only year that the Jets are in a, like a dead money or situation where they can't really cut him, depending on their cap situation uh, is 2022, which is next year. So no problem. And then after that point, 23, 24, 25, it's a team friendly deal. This is a guy who's currently 25 years of age. So by the time his contract ends, he'll just be roughly about 30. Um, You know, this is a player that really no one saw coming, you know, coming from Stephen F. Austin, uh, you know, coming to the jets in 2018. Oh, sorry with the Rams. And then, and then they, they signed him after that. Right. So, um, so, I mean, I don't know, when you think about JFM and you think about this contract you get, like what, and even if he couldn't keep up with Kyle Pitts, what do you think about this contract and, and the fact that you called it? I, I'm, I'm in love with it. Like, I mean, that's what I, I absolutely, you know, i said almost verbatim, I'm afraid, <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to put this off till free agency and we're going to lose him to, you know, somebody throwing insane amounts of money to him and, uh, from what I've read on Twitter from some people, you know, he uh, he really loves playing for Robert Sala. He really loves the Jets. Mm-hmm. He loves the fact that they put stock in him. And, uh, you know, I think he I think that he gave him a little bit of a home team discount on that for them. Uh, again, getting out ahead of it um, and saying, hey, we don't want you to get to that point. We we want you here. And uh, I, I love I love it. Um, I really hope they do the same with with Quincy Williams. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. when he hits. uh uh free agency but man like i love watching that dude hit i I know we talked about it last week but god i mean that guy is just freaking awesome um so i i i can't say enough about like the the potential in the future of the the defense i think it looks amazing and i i'm just head over heels about the fact that we're going to have him locked down uh for long term because his Mm -hmm. potential is through the roof Quincy Williams uh, has a contract with the Jets through 2022, uh, and he's basically at like you know uh, not exactly minimum, but close to minimum levels. Um, yes. So he is someone who they can keep on their cap if he continues to play the way he plays. I would assume they will, you know, maybe try and open negotiations with him in the offseason, or more likely, like they want to see it, you know, through next year, and then you know during the season they would might do something like they did this year with JFM. With JFM, yep. Yeah, next year. Um, Josh, uh, I'm looking at JFM on over the cap. They have this awesome thing that they call their like valuation. And so Mm -hmm. it's basically like, hey, how is this person playing? How are they performing? And then like, what would that actually be worth if you were paying them like 
you know, what their stats effectively or their, you know, PFF grades or however, however they calculate it, um, you know, what they would be worth. Uh, do you think his valuation is he, so he's currently making $900,000 this year. Do you think his actual valuation based on the way he's performing is above or below $13 million? Oof. According to OTC's oh, calculation. According to OTC's calculation, I'm going to say he's playing over $13 million. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. $14.7 million. It. Yeah, he's killing it this year. And so, so, right, this is a person that you, to your point, Travis, you have to get ahead of based on the fact that he's having an amazing year and a contract year. And if this is a person you want to keep on this team and want to make a, you know, a, a cornerstone piece of this defense over the next many years, um, you know, so, and this, and right, this is a guy who's drafted in the fourth round. This is the, you know, the, he is happy to get this, this money. And so uh, happy to play for a good team. So yeah, we're, I think this is going to work out well and right they can restructure if, you know, if his play lags, you know, three years from now or whatever, they're, they're in a good situation. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about that. I, I'm really excited to see them get the sort of pieces that they need in place um, and, and lock things down as they, uh, as they, you know, are obviously looking towards 2020 in some form or fashion. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, we need to talk about our grading system. All right. So this week, I want you two to give me overall Golden Girls grades for the Jets. So this is offense, defense, coaching, special teams, everything. I need your grades. Travis, can I start with you? Can you give me your Golden Girls grade of the week? You can, but it's actually – okay, so – I stretched it out a little last week and I, I, I feel, God, um, it's the only grade I can give after this game is a grade that I wanted to give earlier, but again, I'm sticking within the confines of the golden girls and this may not count, but I'm going to throw it out there. I'm giving, and, and since we're, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, I, I should get a pass because it's my birthday week and Happy I'm going birthday. off the Thank yeah. you. Um, the, the Jets aren't going to lose on my birthday. My, my, uh, my birthday is Sunday. I'm going to send you a cake that you can talk to for your birthday. I thought you were going to send me one that's just like, it looks like a bed with shit on it. <laughs> we can do that too. We can do that too. Or send you some pull-ups. No. Yeah, we can send you we do amazing I really feel like if we ever do days. have to make, make t-shirts for the show, uh, one of them has to be something about shitting the bed. Um, yes. But, yes. Okay. So it, on, on that note, um, one of my favorite quotes of all time, one of my favorite scenes of all time is actually from Ghostbusters 2. And it's Peter McNichol's character, Janusz Poha, as he is walking <laughs> through the art museum. And he looks over at someone that's restoring a painting. And all he has to say is, everything you're doing is bad. I just want you to know. That. <laughs> <laughs> so they get bad. the, 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 uh, the Janusz Poha of the week. It, it's again, it's not Golden Girls, but uh, I feel mm-hmm. like it's October. It's spooky. New Ghostbusters movies coming out. Um, it fits. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take it. And and I think that there's a kicker here, which is like Bobby Brown, you know, was the, uh, you know, he did the, um, you know, the main song for that. And that's kind yep. of your like new Jack, you know, that's your new Jack jam. So like, oh yeah, he was produced that, by Teddy Riley. So yeah, right. Exactly. The exactly. creator so, of new Jack swing. That's right. So, so I feel like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, all right, Josh, do you have a grade for us? Mm, 
boys in the in the Golden Girls universe, uh, the Golden Verse, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> there, there's one main character who uh, this might be a hot take, but I I never really fully enjoyed really anything Dorothy ever did. Uh, I think there are moments where she's she's kind of she's kind of the the captain of the ship and keeping things moving forward. Um, and at the end of the day, I always was much more, uh, I, I laugh harder or have bigger reactions to the remaining cast much more than I did for Dorothy. Um, very sullen. Um, the, the, uh, the, the permafrown as she would often have on the show. And I, you know, I know that's the character. This is nothing against the queen B Arthur herself, but the character as Dorothy is really how I both saw the Jets play this week and how I felt watching the Jets play this week. They were frowning. I was frowning. Everybody was frowning. There's going to be a one-liner that's going to be pretty biting. I don't really have much good to say about anybody that's around me. Um, and so we're all just going to be grumpy together. Uh, that's how I felt as I was running around, not mowing my lawn on Sunday, um, but leading a church and looking down at my phone and seeing that we were down 17 nothing, that we were making a mild comeback, but that the defense had finally broken at the end, giving up the late score. And there was nothing good that was going to come from the game. So uh, my 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 grade this week is a solid Dorothy plus uh, for mm. the Jets. The Jets on Sunday in London. All right, you'd be proud of me, Josh. I was officiating a wedding right after the game. Ooh, good for you. <laughs> were you mowing the grass while you were officiating? Because no, no, no. I don't. I don't think mowing the grass. Me mowing the grass has any applicable thing. <laughs> okay. No. All right, no well, I think we, that's only Josh. We, Okay. The <laughs> analytics only work when I do it. Okay. This is all clear. Right, right, right. Yeah, this I've looked at the good. analytics. I, I need to hear about this wedding. Why, number one, why would somebody let you officiate a wedding? That's what I, I have to know. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is my sixth one. Um, Whoa! Yeah. Um, That's a lot. And, and to be honest, there seems to be a recurring theme. It seems to be people that... Uh, made a pact at a bar and I happened to be present when the pact was made because I'm ever present at a bar. <laughs> uh, so actually I think five out of six, that's been the case. Um, it's Do been, Oh my God, Travis like, was hey, there when we made this pact of like, if we're not married by 30, there. we're going to get married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty much the long and short of it. I was there. Um, yeah. Were you wearing, were you wearing Jordans? Yes, uh, was. I actually broke out my uh, Air Dior's for the wedding. There he uh, is. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I, I had uh, I had on a uh, a purple and gray paisley uh, tuxedo with my uh, with my gray uh, uh, Air Dior's. Gray Dior's, very nice. Yep. Oh my! Oh my! All right. Yep, I, so uh, I went full board. That's impressive. Very impressive. All right, time for my grade. I'm gonna give. You guys are getting weird with it. You guys have gotten weird with it. It's my turn to get weird with it. I'm going to get weird with it. Here's what Let's I'm saying. Weird. I give the Jets a Jeff Porcaro. What? What? What of you say, six? Brian? You're of giving. Six? You're giving. Oh, no, no. Uh, of, of, of Toto. Of Toto. Correct. I am giving. I'm giving Whoa. them Jeff Porcaro because Travis. Who do you think played the drums? Um, thank you for being a friend for Cynthia Fee. No way. Oh, it was it was my my third favorite drummer of all time, the creator yeah, Jeff, of Porcaro Shuffle, Jeff Porcaro. <laughs> Jeff Porcaro wow. uh, of fame played with Steely Dan, played with Toto, played with hey, everybody. You know died, where he was born? Young. He yeah, also I'm looking this up right now. 
born in the great city of Hartford, Connecticut, right wow. up the road from me. Yep. Wow. He also played. Uh, he also played on virtually all of Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Right. Oh man, and and he had a serious theme uh, in uh, in the Yacht Rock videos. So. Uh, and oh, his name guess. is Porcaro. And his name is guess. Porcaro Porcaro. I mean, which is amazing. Guess, That's guess just amazing. Which, which, which rock legend dedicated a song to him and said that Porcaro was the best drummer he ever worked with? Ever. Guess who it was? Neil Perk. That's right. I know you're thinking it. It's Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Please tell yeah, me so- he played drums on Hold On to the Night. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he died while spraying insecticide in his yard. What? Oh, it, like, yep. What a deep dive we well, need to do on this man. My it goodness. Also says he might have died because he was maybe he was sniffing cocaine before he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. putting inspect insecticide in the yard. But, cause. Okay. That 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 that, that didn't contribute. That, that didn't help. That didn't hurt. That, uh, excuse me. Didn't help. All right. Anyway, so yeah. How do we off. get there? Burned, burned bright, went to the sun, uh, you know, <laughs> gone too fast. Like, I, I'm worried about this team. I'm worried about this quarterback. I'm worried about this uh, offensive coordinator. We've seen some blinding, wonderful moments. But, you know, is this candle going to get snuffed out uh, too soon? I don't know. So that's that's why I'm going with the drummer of thank you for being a friend. Uh, Amazing. And studio musician, Jeff Porcaro. Uh, so what right, you're saying well, is Jim- the Jets are going to take some time to do the things they never have? Mm. It's going to take a lot to drag me away from you two. Oh, my gosh. All right. Fellas. Fellas. All right. We got to go from here. Um, Travis, thank you for being a friend. Josh, thank you for being a friend. Um, I hope we'll be back next week. We'll have to figure out something to talk about. Maybe we can bring on a guest and just goof around for uh, for an episode. Ooh, that sounds fun. If if my Dodgers Dodgers don't win, I'm going to be a very, very not happy person. (laughs) Okay. All right. Go Doyers and go, uh, go run away. Um, uh, fraud embezzlers who are, you know, supposedly showing up at the Dodgers game. Um, uh, <laughs> Dennis two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Because the FBI <laughs> ran, ran all their games through a, a facial recognition software and thought they saw somebody that it wasn't anyway. So guys, thank you for being friends. Thanks to Scott from the Play Like a Jet Network at, for being a friend if you were a friend you would rate and review also go check out i know they're they're uh posting some merch so check out that stuff there's a great shirt what does it say bless you thank you that was looked amazing uh, i've got to get myself one of those shirts so thank you we'll see you next week bye-bye judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.